Nannies can be lifesavers for parents who need a break every now and then. But what happens if your nanny turns out to be a killer? That's the nightmare an Upper West Side mom walked into when she found two of her children in the bathtub lying in a pool of blood, as the nanny she had trusted for two years stood over them with a bloody butcher knife. I'm Chris, and this is True Crime Recaps. If you're like me, when you think of nannies, you think of Nanny McPhee or Mary Poppins, magical, caring, and always has their charge's best interest at heart. But the truth is, you never really know who you're hiring to take care of your children. In fact, some nannies have dark secrets they do anything to keep hidden. Today, I'm going to tell you about one such nanny whose secret jealousies were exposed after she committed two shocking murders. It happened on October 25th, 2012. The day started like any other, with the mad rush of getting the kids up and fed and out the door to their various lessons. It's the kind of happy chaos that makes parents wish for an extra hand or two. Marina and Kevin Krim counted themselves lucky on that day. Two years earlier, the family moved to New York from California. He was a senior vice president of CNBC Digital. She'd been a stay-at-home mom since their six-year-old daughter Lulu was born followed by three-year-old Nessie and two-year-old Leo. But when they moved to the city, she took a part-time job teaching at the American Museum of Natural History. With their busy schedules, they decided they needed help at home. When they found 50-year-old Yoslin Ortega in 2010, they couldn't believe their good fortune. The nanny seemed like the perfect fit for their family. Everyone loved her, and they made sure she knew how much they valued her. When they went on vacation, they bought her a plane ticket to the Dominican Republic so she could see her family. Once, they even spent nine days in the Dominican Republic with her because she wanted them to meet her relatives. You couldn't ask for a better situation. Or so they thought. On that terrible Thursday afternoon, the plan was for Marina to take Nessie to a swimming lesson while Yoslin took the other kids to Lulu's ballet lesson. But they never showed up. And that was strange. Yoslin was dependable. It wasn't like her. Marina got back to the family's Manhattan apartment at about 5.10 p.m., only to find the place dark and seemingly empty. But when she went down to the lobby to ask the doorman if he knew where they went, she was told they hadn't left that day. So she went back upstairs and took a closer look around. When she walked into the bathroom, she found a horrific scene. Lulu and Leo were in the bathtub, fully clothed in a pool of blood. They'd been stabbed more than 30 times. Yoslin was standing over them, eyes bulging, covered in blood, holding a kitchen knife. A second bloody knife was on the sink next to Lulu's pink toothbrush. And when she saw Marina, she cut her own throat. To this day, Marina's neighbors remember her blood-curdling screams. The children's father, Kevin Krim, had been out of town on business. A police escort met him at the airport and took him to the hospital. On the way, they told him two of his children were dead and their killer was clinging on to life. What kind of a person would do something like that? For the last few months, Yoslin Ortega wasn't herself. The normally cheerful, charming woman was sullen and withdrawn. And she hinted at money trouble, so Marina offered her more hours. But even with the extra pay, she was selling jewelry and makeup and cooking for parties on the side to bring in more dollars. Before the nanny jobs, she worked in factories and as a cleaning lady. But New York City is a notoriously expensive place to live. And for more than 16 years, she'd been living with her sister and her niece in a teeny apartment in West Harlem. In 1995, she got married and gave birth to a son. 
Four years later, the marriage was over, and she took her little boy to live with relatives in the Dominican Republic, while she found work in the U.S. to send money back. In 2010, around the same time she started working for the Crims, her now-teenage son came back to New York to live with her. She enrolled him in a private school in the Bronx and found a sublet for them to live in together. She was ecstatic. Unfortunately, her happiness was short-lived. The apartment's owner returned unexpectedly after a few months, and they had to squeeze back into her sister's crowded apartment. According to the New York Times, neighbors said she would leave the building at 5.30 or 6 a.m. and not come back for 12 hours, but she was only working part-time for the Crims. Unlike the stereotypical Upper West Side mom, Marina didn't leave the kids alone with the nanny all that often. She was a hands-on mom and loved documenting their picturesque family life online with photos of apple picking, pumpkin patches, and playdates. And just hours before the murders, she posted new photos and captions like, Leo is a very clever little boy. He is super talkative and just has a million thoughts running through his brain and can express himself amazingly well. And listen to the sweet things she wrote about her daughter. Lulu is in love. His name is Joachim. He's half British, half Swedish. He lives in our apartment building and speaks with a British accent, is a total hipster, and we love his parents. She gets totally giddy around him. Not sure Lulu knows this, but Joachim has two other girlfriends as well. They had no idea an ugly green monster had found its way into their perfect life. Day by day, Yoslin's love for their family turned to resentment and jealousy. She looked at them and saw everything she dreamed of but couldn't seem to get. The night before the murders, she was nervous and complained about a headache. Before she went to sleep, she asked her sister to take good care of her son, to raise him well, and tell him, I love him. On October 25, 2012, Yoslin saw him off to school and sent him a text making sure he got there okay. Then, she destroyed her cell phone and left her ID and insurance card on the counter before heading to the Crims for work at 3 o'clock. At the time, they were supposed to be meeting Marina at the dance studio. They were having ice cream in Central Park, a block away from the luxury apartment building. A security guard saw them come in a little after four. He said the kids looked happy and carefree, but Yoselin was sulky and cold. The only thing she said was, is Mrs. Krim home? Within the hour, the children would be dead. The only question left to ask was why, and her answer was sickening. She said she did it because she was angry with Marina and Kevin. She complained that her schedule was different every afternoon. She claimed they forced her to work five extra hours a week as a cleaning lady, which was only true if by forcing her she meant giving her the extra hours she asked for. But she just wanted money for watching the kids because the cleaning products made her skin sensitive. On average, she worked about 20 hours a week for them, and they knew she was stressed about money and they wanted to keep her happy, so they did what they could to help out including paying her son and sister to walk the dog and do other odd jobs. They even recommended Yoslin to friends who needed a babysitter, but when they contacted her about the job, she turned them down. She came into the Crim's life through a sister who was working for another Upper West Side family. When she saw a pregnant Marina at one of Lulu's dance classes, she told her Yoslin had plenty of nanny experience if she needed help at home. But that was a lie. So was the glowing reference letter Yoslin gave them. In actuality, her only childcare experience was years earlier when she was taking care of her relative's children for a few months. 
She didn't even have experience taking care of her own son since he'd been living with her family in the DR since he was four. But she convinced another relative, who didn't even have kids, to come up with responses to a list of questions that Crims wanted her references to answer. And she didn't have a criminal history, so the background check they did came back clean. As far as they knew, there was no reason why they shouldn't hire her. And if it hadn't been for those fake glowing references, they wouldn't have. The shocking thing is that in-home providers like nannies and other caregivers are one of the least monitored and regulated industries, according to the New York Times. Before this case, it wasn't illegal for a nanny to fake references like she did, which is awful since those are the people who should be held to a higher standard. For God's sake, they're in your home taking care of your children, aging parents, and other vulnerable people. Now, in New York, thanks to Lulu and Leo's law, it is against the law to lie on an application. Over the two years she worked for them, there were times they wondered if they needed to replace her. Sometimes her demeanor just seemed off. But ultimately, there weren't any big red flags and they chalked it up to stress. She was on time every day. She played with the kids and did her job as asked. Until she imploded. Five years after the murders, her trial started. In that time, the Crims had found a small measure of hope again with the birth of two boys and the non-profit they created in the name of the children they lost. Now, they were forced to relive the worst day of their life in excruciating detail for a jury because Yoslin refused to take responsibility for what she'd done. Instead, she went for an insanity defense. And the only time she showed any emotion was when her family and psychiatrist were talking about her. Even after the jury found her sane and guilty and sentenced her to prison for life without parole, all she had to say was, I'm sorry for everything that happened, but I hope that no one goes through what I have gone through. Disgusting and terrifying. How do you keep from letting evil into your house? Do you worry about who's watching your kids? Let us know in the comments. Meanwhile, that's your recap. As always, it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you today. If you like getting all the crime in half the time, it would mean so much to us if you'd give this a like and hit subscribe and the bell so you never miss a recap. We're here every week with new stories. Until next time, stay safe.